Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. And Andy, we've got Matt back here on the show. That must mean it's time for some hockey, yeah? I guess yeah, Andy. Matt just Matt's just kind of had a light week. I've been trying to come up with things for him to do and said, how about some hockey? And he's hot. He's kind of hot as a pistol. If you're not, uh, if you want hockey, because obviously I'm not going to make Matt come do this every day, but Matt's putting out hockey picks on the BetSports app under the content tab. You, I mean, you're doing a write-up every day, aren't you, Matt? Pretty much. Just, I mean, just some about every just... day. Some of the earlier days, or some of the early week game, or days, we only have one or two games. And if there's like Monday, I think there's only three games. I didn't like any of them, so I didn't take anything. But for the most part, I'm trying to give you, you know, two, two or three picks a night. And look at the restraint. Like that's what I respect about Matt for sure. He's not, he's not scared to take a night off. But yeah, if you do want hockey picks, just because we're not going to have them every day on here, Matt's stuff is going to be up on the BetsPerts app. I'm sure you'll tweet, tweet those out. Make those articles, make those articles shine. Put them up. Make that the centerpiece. It's hockey I, season. I run the BetsPerts Twitter account, so if you think I'm not going to tweet my own picks, you're crazy. Ooh, looks, looks like my face might be going purple again. Um, but I, I have three more picks on the ice tonight, and I, I think I've shared it with you before, Andy, but I, I, I write it in the blog quite a bit. Um, I'm a big fan of finding the really good teams against the really bad teams and taking that puck line, which is uh, which is minus one and a half, or in this case with Ford, I, I took their two, uh, minus two. Um, but a, a lot of times you, you'll catch a team on a, a, a good team on like a, a back-to-back or they played three games out of four nights and you might get some plus odds in that spot. Like uh, Colorado played in Toronto last night. They got kind of kind of beat pretty good by the Maple Leafs. It was, I think eight to three was the final, but not very far travel to Montreal. They have to play back-to-back, but Montreal's really bad. Colorado's been scoring as, as well as anybody has in the NHL. They're averaging just under four goals a game. So that's a spot where... Even though they have the back-to-back, you're going to give me plus 138. It was at almost plus 150 this morning and got that down uh, to plus 138. If you're going to give me those odds, I'm going to take that every time. Uh, the Panthers, who I, I love uh, pumping this pick up in the blog, I gave out as a, uh, I think, plus 2,900 Stanley Cup future in the, my preseason blog. They're probably the best team in the NHL right now, if not one of you know, the top three or four. Uh, they're playing a really bad Buffalo team who I believe is like one, five and one in their last seven, all of which haven't really been against the best of competition. Florida's coming off a big win where they were, uh, Washington four to one going into the third period. They have a four goal third period home win that game in regulation five to four. They might be the best team in hockey right now. Um, so I, their minus one and a half was only minus minus one twenty. And if you want to take that great. I felt comfortable, you know, giving the push at, at, at minus two if it meant getting that plus odds at minus two. I like that value a lot because I think they're going to win that game by three or four. Uh, and, and then the Dallas Stars, who are playing just about as good defensive hockey as, as anybody right now. They have uh, allowed six goals total in their last five games, playing really well at home, blowing teams out. Blue Jackets are getting outscored 12 to three in their last two games on their Central Division road trip. So another spot where you really – feel comfortable with those again plus odds mine laying the one and a half if you have minus 120 with florida i mean again you could lay that i feel confident in it, but i don't love giving up that juice so if you can find ways where it's minus one and a half it's minus uh minus two and you're getting this good a juice in, in your favor you, you usually want to try and roll the dice and take because it's probably going to hit more times than not in hockey yeah especially and i like it the rest thing i might i might have to do the whole you know drew does the 
Um, fatigue factor? factor? Yeah, we might have to, like, hockey fatigue. Hockey fatigue factor for sure is the thing. It's similar. Like, there is I'm a lot of smartest crew, though. No, no, nobody. Nobody nobody claims to have a, a fancy fatigue factor thing like him. But uh, the hockey thing, you do see a lot of people going with that, the back-to-backs, the three and four, the five and eights. I'm just naming like fractions, honestly, at this point. And the only, the only other, I know that angle. My only other hockey angle is mother's trips and father's trips. I can only, only figure those out. And usually somebody has to tell me when those are happening. The, the other angle that you see a lot too, a a lot of times people fall into the trap of this team just came off a a four or five game road trip. They're finally at home. Like I'm playing a bad team, you know, they're back home. They're going to play better. Hockey, for whatever reason, that first game back after a long road trip, especially if there's not that much of a layoff time, you tend to see that team lay a little bit of an egg. So it's almost better to, especially if you're getting the odds, the plus odds in your favor, to fade that team coming home off a long road trip. I don't have any of those situations tonight. But for whatever reason, hockey, noobs might be able to speak better to it in basketball. But that really tends to be the case a lot in, in hockey for whatever reason. Yeah, it's all those rest spots. And again, that's why Drew does so well with the fatigue fade. You got to look at all that stuff, the accumulation of play over the past few days, where they are in the road trip, like teams at the end of a road trip. That's a really Mm -hmm. great fade spot. So, yeah, all that schedule stuff definitely translates. And it makes sense. I mean, the NHL is one of the few sports that has kind of that compressed, higher frequency season like the NBA does. Nobody wants to come back home to their wife after they just came from their Montreal girlfriend or their Vegas girlfriend. <laughs> like that's that's probably a thing. I'm gonna dig into this now. This is interesting. It's almost like the we're, we're delving into like the the strip club NBA thing at this point, which is probably probably murky waters. I might leave that for off the air conversations. But yeah, appreciate the hockey insights, Matt. You can see if you're if you're watching this, you can see his Twitter handle is at mrooney23, and I just said it out loud for you if you're listening to this so appreciate the picks appreciate the time matt and yeah like i said you can find all this stuff on the betsburts app he's putting out these in just little little short blog form a few times a week as well yeah nothing nothing too much just a, qu- a quick little couple sentences on each uh, each game don't want to get too deep into analysis or keep you guys reading my blogs too long because i have that short attention span as well i don't want to read anything too long so quick quick easy blogs to read so, perfect thanks a lot matt we'll catch you thanks guys probably do this again hockey hockey rolls on it's one of those seasons it's like the nba it's like 18 effing months um speaking of i'm gonna bet the bulls like that just bonus pick i should just roll bulls. any angle there or just go i don't even know i don't even know who they play alex i did look i did look at my season win total bet though they have 14 wins with 60 games left so i need even I just need 500 ball out of my bulls for the rest of the year to push one game over 500 gets them my season win total. So season win total NBA tracker might have a perfect year for me. Although I did bet a few years as well too. I haven't even checked in on any of those. The one I bet hard though was the bulls. I had a strong heart feeling about that. So what's the, what's the slate looking like tonight in the association? A little bit of a smaller slate again. The NBA continues to be terrified of Thursday night football, so none of this is on TNT. But a really small slate tonight, as you mentioned, your Bulls playing the Knicks. 
Um, it's kind of like that spot there for the Bulls, but the number was pretty close to mine. The spot I do like, however, though, the San Antonio Spurs are playing the Portland Trailblazers. No Dame Willard, no Norm Powell. Everybody else is a little beat up here. Um, it's a tough rest spot. You know, we just talked about the fatigue fade. Um, we looked at Drew's chart earlier today. This is a big advantage spot for San Antonio. Actually, four earlier this week, and uh, apparently some people up north came in and knocked it around a little bit. We're all the way at the five. I honestly might add a little bit more. I just I have this game, you know, Portland minus one. So you know, three three was fine. Four looked good. Five looks great. The Spurs are just you know starting to put it together. The NBA is a season of up and downs. I mean, you see high points and low points and the Spurs really are on kind of a nice high point right now, just running into an absolutely horrendous spot for the Trailblazers team again without Dame Lillard. And it will be the second game without Dame Lillard. So we won't have kind of that superstar subtraction bounce we're used to. So Spurs plus five, they've been good for us so far this year. Let's keep it going. Is it a small slate or are you just not finding value? I never small know. Slate. It's only five games. You probably said that while I my, my mind wanders sometimes when we talk NBA. My mind <laughs> wanders while I talk sometimes. Like, I legitimately have basically level 10 adult ADHD, guys. And it's it's a, it's a struggle. Every day. Right Especially when part of my job is going on Twitter. Like, sometimes I'm going to Twitter to do something for work, and I find myself engaged in an argument about something in a DM group 15 minutes later. So... It's uh, it's a daily struggle for me, Alex. Speaking of daily struggles, I didn't win a damn bet in college basketball yesterday. I didn't really pay attention to the games because I was doing a football podcast and I went down and looked and none of my teams did well. Marshall had some leads late, coughed it up, just played poorly. I'm slowly tuning things in, but um, does not give me a lot of confidence when I have an 0-3 day. I'm still betting these very lightly. I'm putting it down as a half unit on the on the BetSports app. I'm betting much less than that before I, I actually get some actual data to work with. So I'm maybe now I feel disingenuous for putting it down as a half unit, but I'm I'm betting smaller. And honestly, I'm not betting overnights either. So it's not like limits are getting me. I'm betting in the mornings. I'm kind of monitoring overnight markets and betting the day of as anyway, just see where it's going. I do have a totals model that I've never unveiled that I'm starting to back test Ooh. and it's showing, showing some promise. I'm going to, it shows a lot of value on some plays tonight, which I will not even think about giving out because they're going to go all in six, but I, I'm going to track that. And I think by the time we get to conference play, I'll have some totals. I'm going to start playing as well. But anyway, I do have a few. I played tonight. The I P F W Mastodons that's Purdue Fort Wayne. Some sports oh. books list this as Purdue. If you if you can't find this game, I should start giving out rotation numbers because this is an annoyance that every college basketball better. They could do work. In fact, that's fun to have a hunt. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's like tennis. Like you, you know, sometimes you got to go find the right uh, Wong when you're uh, when you're doing this. But yeah, right state. It it seems like this is a weird spot because right state is ranked a lot higher. And yeah, they've they haven't played anyone outside of Purdue, and they got the shit kicked out. Purdue's legitimately a Final Four team this year, but despite that, not the greatest strength of schedule, and their shooting has been rough. They can't hit deep balls. The basically middle of the pack shooting team. They run a fa- it's a weird offense. They run a fast paced offense that isn't all that great. It's I guess it's maybe fast based on some of the some of the pace numbers can get screwed up by who you play, but yeah, Purdue Fort Wayne 
it's a nice middle of the pack team that somehow is being listed as like a bottom 50 team in a lot of people's numbers here. So I actually thought this number was going to be a little bigger. I was disappointed I didn't get a five or six, but IPFW plus four. And I believe, I believe we're in the same conference. I think Youngstown state is in also in the horizon, but Youngstown state will take on Milwaukee love love me some young i believe the penguins yeah penguins is uh what we're rolling with there youngstown state forces a lot of turnovers they haven't again nobody's played a real tough strength of schedule outside of some of the really really bad teams that are only playing money games but they have a lot of nice defensive metrics as far as uh they're they're not turning the ball over at uh, at a decent clip and then they're shooting enough as far as maybe not a three-point shooting team, but they're shooting enough for me to get behind them here as a dog against Milwaukee. I think this is more of a Milwaukee feed. Oh yeah. I had to pull up my Milwaukee numbers. Milwaukee sucks on offense. Like they are, they're a bottom half of the, what do you want to call just the whole hemisphere of basketball? Basketball? The hemisphere, the basketball land world. Yeah. The basketball world. There's 358 teams. All of basketball. Yeah, their effective field goal percentage so far this season is 299. If you go over to Ken Palm, which I scraped some of their stuff, their three point shooting is garbage. Their shooting in general is garbage. They don't force turnovers. They don't really get a lot of extra possessions via offensive rebounds. It's hard to win as a favorite if you can't get a few extra possessions against a plucky team like my Penguins. And of course, wouldn't be college basketball without a damn near 20 point favorite that is either going to lose by four or 50. And I'm going to continue to play these when they pop up, even though my team lost by like 50 last night. Denver, Denver's a very bad team. This is another one. You made a good point last night or yesterday when I said, I don't know if I can say anything nice about this team. And he said, do you have to? They're 20 point underdogs. Like, yeah, that, <laughs> that is a good point. Like a lot of it is just maybe a fade of the other team. Denver, Actually, despite, again, not a great strength of schedule, actually kind of shooting the ball all right. They can't hit a free throw to save their life right now. Their offensive efficiency isn't ranked that high, but they're hitting shots when they take them at a decent enough clip to keep them in it. This will be the toughest game they face yet this season. Wyoming's obviously uh, probably, um, I guess maybe like your third or fourth best team in the mountain West. Like they're, they're going to have something to say when it comes to mountain West conference tournament time, I suppose, but kind of a, a sleepy little spot for them here. They just played Monday. They got another game Saturday against another shitty opponent and they are another team. They can't hit free throws. This will be a fun one for free throws in general. Like both of these teams are like 60% from the line as a team. That's not good, Alex. This is why you shit on college no. basketball. Like some of these teams just don't hit bunnies. It's very annoying at the end. I especially like it when you're betting against a favorite. If you end up in that position where the stupid underdog is fouling when they're down 12 and then you're taking a lot of free throws. I, I weight that a little differently when you are facing uh, a big favorite like this. Otherwise, football. I like it. I like football. Yeah, we might as well. I mean, it's Thursday. Cowboys Saints is going to be fun, huh? A fun Thursday night football game, Andy? Yeah, and any anybody, just real quick before we get into this, I bet Cowboys. I talked about it last night. I said I needed the injuries to go the right way. Everything shook out the right way. Lawrence is going to play for the Cowboys. Ramcheck, 
Um, God, I can't think of the other line. Both offensive linemen out and Kamara out. So you're now sitting without your first running back, your first quarterback, your second quarterback, your first wide receiver hasn't played all year. You're missing three offensive linemen now with Armstead. Thank you, Dan. Armstead, Andrus Pete, and Ryan Ramchek. Three-fifths of your starting offensive line, which, to be fair, was very good, is now missing. And the Cowboys at fucking full strength, just choking down and <clears throat> hammering on this team tonight. So Cowboys minus five is what <laughs> I put in in the app. That was the best number I could find. At the time, it is going to get steamed. So if you like the Cowboys, bet it now. If you like the Saints, you can probably wait till closer to game time. If you like first touchdown scores, listen to Alex. Yeah, it's, uh, I'd wonder if we set up Andy's anytime touchdown score segment here. Maybe next time. Uh, first touchdown score bets here. A handful. We're going to start with Ezekiel Elliott. Um, he is not at the top of the market here. I saw C.D. Lamb priced a little better than him some places. Um, just some interesting odds here. For a Cowboys team that loves to give Elliott the ball, and we've heard all week is how he's going to get a big workload. They're going to give him an absolute ton of work now that he's finally healthy and ready to play. I have this number closer to four to one, five to one, maybe. So, so plus seven fifty. Happy to scoop that up. Look for seven to one or better. Um, that all looks for me. Taysom Hill is going to be back here for the New Orleans Saints uh, somebody that's constantly involved in the offense even when he's not playing quarterback so 12 to 1 I think there's a great chance we see some kind of RPO or some sort of quarterback run action down there at the line especially if they get close especially again given the injuries to the running backs Kamara's out Ingram's is in but I don't believe even he's still 100 percent and um, I think it's a good chance we see something here to Taysom Hill Mark Callaway, again, you know, as you mentioned, the Saints without Michael Thomas all year here lost their tight end, Adam Troutman, who had been picking up a lot of targets the last couple weeks. Um, so happy to grab Callaway here at 18 to 1. He's second highest on the team in terms of red zone targets for the season, especially it gets even better when you get inside the 10. Love the attention he's getting there and against the Dallas defense that um, has been attackable by some of these wide receivers. Dak Prescott, this one was close. Don't play this any less than 25 to 1. A little worried about kind of his injury situation. And again, with all the attention Elliott's going to get, I don't see too many opportunities for him to run in. But you go back and look, the Saints have given up the most rushing touchdown from quarterback for any team in the league by a little bit of a year. So he is mobile. He's someone that moves, again, with all the attention that's going to be on the other pieces. Maybe there is a chance he sneaks one in here while the Saints aren't paying attention. So a little bit of a play, again, just based on how susceptible the Saints have been. And as I mentioned, Troutman's on the IR. He's not going to play tonight. Um, that means some guy named Nick Vanette is the number one tight end. It's more like a tight end. He has basically one target for the last five or six weeks. So enter Jawan the younger player, um, you know, a much better receiving threat as a tight end. I think he is actually going to fill in for a lot of what we saw Troutman get from a work perspective. So 40 to 1 or better on him. So Ezekiel Elliott, Taysom Hill, Marquez Calloway, Dak Prescott, and Jawan Johnson. And, yeah, I'm just going to go hunt down anytime touchdown scorer on all five of those men and find the best numbers and bet them. I'll probably post it. I'll tweet that out when I, when I do my hunting. I'm not driving to Iowa. Maybe I will. There's a Dairy Queen on the way. And really kind of one of those uh, chicken strip baskets. Kind of sounding good right now with the gravy. Well, Although you can't eat that in the car. God, that's a mess. <laughs> I did wear a gravy-colored shirt, I guess. Um, Prize picture Maybe a, lot of close... Maybe a towel. Yeah, close. Just a giant bib. <laughs> Do you have a bib for me? As if, uh, like, for a baby? Um, 
prize picks, props, player props tonight. I looked at a few. Boy, this one hurt, but I had to do it. The Taysom Hill over. I'm going to go look what he is in the betting market as well for just a straight-up player prop, and I might play that as well. 185.5. I get it. You're going to have you know, the young rookie plus Lawrence coming at him off the edge with a banged-up offensive line. You're, you're not having your instant safety valve and uh, Alvin Kamara. He might have a bad day. This might be similar to Russ's where this guy goes into the fourth quarter with like 90 yards of passing and still gets this because I really, really, really am looking for a game script where the Cowboys are up by multiple scores for most of the second half. Uh, I'm honestly thinking a lot of these yards are going to happen garbage time-ish where he's playing against maybe a soft, you know, a soft kind of prevent zone and he's able to pick up 15 yards in a pop when they're down by 18 points. So I don't think this is a bridge too far. And if you go back and look at when he did start last year, it, it, there's a, it's only a four-game sample, and to be fair, one of them has to be thrown out, stricken from the record because it was the Denver game where they started a wide receiver at quarterback, and like Taysom only threw the ball like 16 times. It was a trash game that was never in doubt. They didn't ask him to do much. The other three games, he had I mean, pretty much like 250 a game. They are going to ask him to throw. They're not just going to turn this into wildcat college you know, silly offense kind of offense. They are going to, or option offense, he's going to throw the ball. So I think he gets to 185.5. And my other one is Pollard receiving yards. I don't understand why this is quite so low, especially, I, again, I think Zeke gets his, but there is a decent chance that they, you know, they've talked about this knee injury enough that once teams start mentioning the knee injury, it feels like, oh man, like, are you, are you just going to keep bringing this up? because like you need an excuse or is he going to get cut back on a little? I still think he gets definitely like, you know, going back to Noops's touchdown score, like the goal line work definitely will be there, but I don't know if he's going to be in for as many passing downs. Like if his knees banged up pass protection, short routes, I think Pollard's fine. Pollard gets plenty of targets, even when Zeke's getting his full complement. And Pollard's receiving has been 32, 56, 20 and 32 the last four games. He only had one versus Minnesota, but before that, 22-28, there's only been three games all year where he didn't hit this. And they were, honestly, uh, I'm just going to have to kind of go back to look at why. One game he didn't have any targets. It's hard to get it there, but I think 12 and a half is yeah. a little low. They should be closer, 13 and a half. So, Bird Gang, those are my like thoughts. I think he gets like 25 yards receiving at least. So, yeah. I'll probably play that one as a straight prop too. So, Price Picks, if you want to join in, promo code BBB. And you can get some free, free, free money. All that, right. that free money. So, yeah, hit us with your uh, favorite books for tonight on the Twitter machine or in the YouTube comments below. And with that, hit a thumbs up on the way out, especially if your name Bird Gang underscore thirteen. And we'll <laughs> check you tomorrow for some college football, guys. <laughs>